The opinions expressed are those of the show hosts and may not necessarily be of any company in which the show hosts may represent. Welcome to Podcast 100 of the Security Box Series. I'm Jared Reimer. On this podcast, we've got a new series called The Asshole of the Podcast, which may come from arrests and what they've potentially done. In this first segment, we have a United States Marshal that got picked up for misusing credentials and his access to do a service to do things that was not part of his job. Next, we are going to talk about two different but related articles in this memorable episode. The first talks about privacy legislation, which could, in theory, have some teeth. The second talks about many people getting picked up in a dragnet of scammy call centers. We'll also see what else the audience on the Wednesday taping have to say in regards to things they've read, either from the blog or through our list. Please remember to subscribe to the Security Box email list by finding the link on 986themix.com or send an email to us to have you put on the list. We'll be happy to do that. We thank each and every one of you for participating on our podcast, listening, checking out the blog, or even liking posts that we've posted or put out through social media through our sources. Without our partners who put out the news, we can't do this podcast and share the great information they provide. Thank you to Krebs on Security, CyberScoop, Trend Micro, LastPass, and others for doing the work you do. Without any further ado, let's get going with the podcast, and we hope you enjoy it. This program was broadcasted on The Mix on Wednesday, June 22nd, 2022, and podcasted through the Chairman Reimer Network.
where my customer list is while I'm waiting for potential customers. Welcome to Jared's shop. May I take your order for a username and password? The sign says Jared's shop. It said nothing about usernames and passwords. Yes, sir. Usernames, passwords, credit card information, all sorts of breach data. You name it, you've got it here at Jared's shop. Well, that sounds lovely, but I really only wanted to pick up a USB drive. Well, sorry, sir, but the USB drives come with all sorts of data, all for sale right here, right now. At the asking price of at least $100. Well, USB drives start at least at 10 bucks. I need a USB drive so that I can store some data on it of my own, such as audio book audio, files audio, from audio, the, library, the library, maybe some backups of some other stuff. And if need be, I'd like to be able to send some stuff to some people and they only have the capacity of receiving them through flash drives. So I need blank ones. Well, sorry, sir, but we don't have any blank flash drives here. If we did, whatever you wanted from usernames, passwords, and more can be put on these drives, but at a premium cost. Sorry, sir, I'm not interested in that. I'll just have to find another shop. Welcome to the security box. The security box with Jerry the Mix, KKMX International, and Blue Streak Radio. And Blue Streak Radio will be getting this Friday morning at 6 a.m. Pacific Time. That'll be 8 a.m. Central Time. Maybe I'll be sleeping. Maybe I won't. It's just been the way it's been. 
I hope that you will enjoy the program as much as we are putting it together for you. And if you're listening on the Wednesday taping and you would like to join us, Clubhouse is your better bet. And look for the Security Box Podcast 100. And I'm about to bring Clubhouse on the air in just a moment. Alright, Clubhouse should now be on the air. Hello everyone. Alright, so Nick is in the house. And we are absolutely packed. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think... One notification. We've got... Dice World. Now, Dice World. Your role with Critter 32. A Dice World notification. <laughs> a Dice World notification from a, from a Critter uh, 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 of... Uh, yeah, I didn't know Squirrels could play things. Dice World. <laughs> yeah. But apparently this one can. Quite a smart squirrel. <laughs> yeah. We have a new segment to the program, I suppose. Oh, do we? Yes, it says here one the notification. One notification. of Dice World. the podcast. Dice World. Dice clear. Oh, that's certainly new. <laughs> yeah. Uh, get a hold of this. So the asshole of the podcast comes... From an article from CyberScoop titled, U.S. Marshal Used Controversial Cell Phone Location Service to Illegally Access Data, DOJ says, which was interesting to read. Mm-hmm, it was. Now, here are the first two paragraphs. Quote, Federal prosecutors announced Tuesday that they have charged a deputy U.S. marshal with illegally obtaining cell phone location information by misusing a law enforcement tool which provides such data. Well, that's kind of nothing new. I mean, it happens. Yes, somewhere and. Everything else that's going on around here, that's misuse of right data and such. <laughs> the next paragraph says, Prosecutors allege that Adrian Pena, 48, of Del Rio, Texas, later lied about having used the law enforcement to a service operated by Securus Technologies Incorporated. And of course we know Securus is going to say, well, uh, we didn't build it that way, and um, 
we've got the best security out there. Well, you don't if you've got somebody that can do that. Uh, yeah. Although they did say in, in their defense that they relied on good faith police officers doing exactly what they're supposed to do and from what I understand of this it was all like self-signed stuff right? You. Yeah. And I think that was the problem. I think it has to be signed by a judge. <clears throat> yeah I think you're right. Now here's a paragraph on what he's charged with. It says quote Pena has been charged with 11 counts of obtaining confidential phone records, two counts of false statements, and one count of falsification of a record. If convicted, he faces up to 10 years in prison for each count of obtaining confidential phone records. Up to five years in prison for each count of false statements, and up to 20 years in prison for falsification of a record. For full details on this story, check the blog and show notes. Yeah, nice going. Please use your access for what you intend to do next time. The article has more on the company in question and their supposed practices. So let's discuss it. Well, I think that what you're saying before, what you said before about uh, this police officer's good faith type of thing that they relied on. Uh, most cases it works, but yeah, as we just discovered, you can't always rely on that. They're human too. They will do stupid shit. Now, did I remember reading it right? That it said that uh, they were relying on good faith uh, efforts in proper you know two I mean they did have two factors so you can't say that they weren't you know doing you know secu- you know things securely right um I don't remember if that was in there or not. It's crazy. Yeah. Adrian, welcome to the asshole award of the podcast, you idiot. And of course, as a reward, you win some prison time. Probably quite a bit of it, too. Yeah, let's see. What did it say? 11 counts? What's that? Uh, 10 years per... per uh, count per, so that's 110 per, years 120 right years <laughs> 120 years right there yep then it's uh what is it 20 years for for um 
falsification of a record, yes. Of a record, so that's five counts of that, so that's 60. Uh, no, that's uh, no, that's 100, 100 right there. Okay, so now you're looking at 220 years. And then uh, what was the other? Oh, okay, so there was, there was the falsification. Uh, oh, man, yeah, there was one other one that... Hmm, shoot. Let's see. I don't want to go back into the file. I'll just go do it this way. Let it work. Where is... The notes. There's the notes. Okay, so hold on. We gotta do this right. Yeah. Two false of two counts of false statements, so that's forty years. Okay. And one count of falsification of a record. So let's see. It says up to ten years of each count of obtaining confidential information. Mm-hmm. That's 11 counts. Yep. Up to five years of each count of false statements. So that's two counts. So that's another 10 years. Okay. Yep. And 20 years... For falsification of a record. So that's one count. Okay, so you're looking at... Way to go, buddy. If I just calculated everything correctly, your reward is a 150-year sentence in prison. And even if it was 200-plus, because we, we forgot everything, uh, welcome to your asshole award anyway. I hope you enjoy. It's well deserved. <laughs> Your reward is prison time. <laughs> and that doesn't count the several articles that I haven't read from Krebs that uh, talk about uh, other arrests that I haven't gotten to yet. So this award, this. Uh, um, a segment might just have a regular at least for a little bit but uh, you know uh, yep <laughs> this can only get interesting yeah
I just got a text that basically said that asshole never see the light of day again. Yes, that is uh, that's correct. Pretty pretty much it. No matter how you look at it, whether we screwed up or not. Yes. Yeah, I hope you I hope you enjoyed your little fun. <laughs> <laughs> now, now I need that sound effect. Bom, bom, bom. Yes. <laughs> yeah, moron. Yeah, seriously. You know, you know which one I'm talking about, right? The one, the one they've played. I think so. Yes. The one that goes bom, bom, Yes, 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 yes. Yes, that one. Oh, man. I know. I mean, I know that on Club Deck, there's a way to do... Like audio effects that you can insert. There is a into way to room. do sound effects, but I don't think that's there. That's not. I mean, we could put the round of applause in there, you know, because what an asshole he is. But boing, 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 boing. Yeah, I know. You know, I did I, I did bring some drinks up here just just in case I ever felt that I needed them. Oh, in fact I found and it. Way to go, US Marshal. So well deserved. <laughs> 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 well, he he might not ever see this again. <laughs> oh, he won't. <laughs> it's just a it's just water. It's not a soda today, guys. <clears throat> <laughs> Okay, I couldn't resist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you did that one, and I just had to do that, okay? <laughs> yes, yes, I get you. <laughs> okay. Text or WhatsApp, 804-442-6975. Email iMessage, J-A-R-E-D-R-I-M-E-R at 986themix.com. <clears throat> Your best bet would be email, iMessage, text, WhatsApp... If you are listening either via the podcast or via the Friday replay on yours truly, Blue Streak Radio. Oh, now, Herbie. This is my inaugural 100th podcast. I would personally like to thank those who have participated through the last couple of years 
We started the podcast in June of 2020 on 98.6 The Mix on the Independent Channel. Through the last couple of years, we have talked about quite a number of various things, and the podcasts are all available for download through the technology blog and podcast at jaredtech.help. And FYI, if you would like a particular episode number and you search out something that's of interest and you find them in the notes and the links don't work for some reason or you're having trouble, please send an email over to me and I'll be happy to give them to you. I can send you the links directly through SendSpace or I can upload them through another file sharing service where you can have access to it. And thank you so much for reading, participating, and commenting on anything that might have been interesting in your neck of the woods. And welcome to Herbie Allen. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Ah, Mr. Allen, what do you think about this asshole award of the the podcast where the guy decides he's going to... and, and I guess he's in uh, your neck of the woods. I mean, not in Houston, per se, but, you know, Texas, per se, where this guy decided he was going to use his access to, uh, to to records to be able to basically do practically what he wants based on what we've read. Right, Nick? Exactly. Oh, boy. He, he's he's going to be facing quite a number of years in in jail if he is uh, found Convicted. guilty of all of these various charges. He even lied, saying he didn't do. Yeah, I didn't do that. So, yeah. <laughs> Oops. So welcome to episode 100, Herbie. What's uh, what's on the security aspect for you before we get into our two topics for today? Oh, I'll tell you what's on tap for security is something I'll have to talk to you about off air, actually. But um, oh, oh, that juicy butt. Um, otherwise, though, um, just I really, really hate spammer guys out there in case anybody's listening. I really love you. I, I love all the interesting emails you send me on my <laughs> website design. Really glad you love it, by the way. I wonder if you've actually even seen the thing. Um, you know, so just really love it. Also, if you are any of the random t- people that like to text me and say hi, thank you guys. I really enjoy the interruption to my day. You, you guys are doing real terrific. And um, by yeah. the way, yeah, just, you know, keep it coming and expect to get deleted. So just letting you know if you really <laughs> are going to waste my time. Um, and I really love it, too, when you actually send to our listeners list about site design, too. Uh, not, the listeners don't actually see any of that. So, um, you know, we know how to find you out, guys, is what I'm saying. So... How about quitting while you're ahead? Or actually, you're not ahead. You know, and that's interesting. Like, they're sending these emails to our our lists now. Hey, they got a... Hey, in their minds, 
One's gonna bite. <laughs> One notification. Messages. Your now. ADM, press home to unlock. A text message. Oh, look. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Let's see. I wonder if this is spam. This might be spam. Let's see. That's funny. 89,331. New apparel. Reply to comments. No, I have no interest. Thank you. Clear. See, they're out there. They're listening. <laughs> they must be listening. Now, are they listening yeah. to the live program or are they listening to an old version? Yeah, I think the bot has a lot of intelligence. I mean, it, it knew to text me when you were talking about spammers and how much you love them. Yep. So do we know what's going on? Before I really get into topics, do we really know what's going on with iOS and the security landscape? I know they've been talking about a lot of accessibility stuff. So the latest thing is that there is going to be a way that we might be able to now bypass CAPTCHAs on some websites. Oh, wow. Ooh, how nice. Those things we yes. can't even do on iOS, right? No, current. well, yeah, we can. Um, depends on the site. So I want to go backtrack, though, for a while now, and it came to Safari a lot later, and I know this because I use this on the Mac. Um, screen reader uses for the last couple of years, we've had the option of verifying that we are not a uh, robot. Yes. Um, and that has come at least to the Mac Safari, so I don't know why it wouldn't have come to the iOS Safari. But it looks like now there's going to be another option that will be more universal but, you know, on Safari, if you know how to use it and you know how to toggle buttons and stuff, then, yeah, you can do captures on it, um, the audio captures. Right. Yeah. I mean, Safari, awesome. it, Safari isn't hard to use. It's just annoying to use. And I think there's a big difference because you can do it. Um, that's probably why the Mac now, Safari and I get along so like well because I know how to use it. Do they work with like Firefox and Chrome for iOS? So here's another interesting tidbit. So it's now really being recommended that JAWS users stay away from Firefox as um, it is not compatible, you know, Chrome is more compatible with JAWS than Firefox, so which doesn't Actually, surprise I've, me. I've had pretty good success, although there are some things I do that Chrome works better than Firefox, which I've noticed lately, which is kind of sad. Yep. Although, I've noticed it. It's like well, like DLVR used to work all right with Firefox, and now it's like I gotta use Chrome to access it because Firefox has kind of fell behind. Although that probably doesn't surprise me. See what? Oh, and then the Wells Fargo downloading of statements uh, is another one I gotta use Chrome for because Firefox just burns. I've always. So. I've always thought Firefox was a burner browser in general. It was always slow. I never really cared for it much. You know, Chrome, I've always thought was a lot better 
Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I agree with you. Firefox to me has always just lagged and lagged and been slow. Yeah. Yep. Maybe it's time to do another import of bookmarks and really just make the switch. I mean, I use it when I need it, but... Yep. Okay. That's unfortunate. Let's see. Speaking of privacy, privacy legislation that might have some teeth, which was, I mean, the article itself, which will will tell you what the article title was in a minute, but I I actually found this one kind of interesting, although it's, it's still in development. We know that, you know, companies just keep data just to have it around but does it really help them do their business I think we've talked about uh, a number of uh, different you know know, I always find it interesting because people always worry about the government spying on us for this and that you know the government they don't need to spy on us if they actually want information about us all they need to do is turn to a company and say hey we need information on blah 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 could probably do right. it le- you know, you know, they, they could probably do it legally too just be like you know be a corporation themselves and buy the information I mean heck you don't have to but don't worry and about they do that already stuff, you know um, just there are yeah. companies doing that already so you know we, it's not the government keeping the information on us folks it's the private sector Although, look at OPM. So, I recently read an article titled, Privacy Privacy Legislation Might Provide a Powerful Guard Against Online Identity Fraud, which is a CyberScoop article. I personally feel that it might have some teeth, but I think it's still in the early stages and we really don't know where it's going to go or if it's even going to go anywhere, basically, from what I've read. They're calling, and I don't know anything about this, but uh, it's called the American Data Privacy and Protection Act. Uh, But according to the article, this, uh, this is what actors have used to commit their fraud to begin with, you know, uh, either breaking into the companies or using, you know, different tactics like social engineering to get at the data anyway. This is because there's no retention of keeping data around, although it's been said in some places that data must be held for at least seven years. But we know that from various breaches, some of the data, at least in one instance, went back all the way to the 90s where customers weren't even with 
said company anyway, and it doesn't matter which company at this point. We're talking about a bigger picture. With that said, I've talked on podcasts about a company who holds on to credit card data even after the customer has canceled service with them. And I guess that seems to be somewhat of a practice in some places. And while I have a very old database sitting around here, I probably would delete the old data if I were still using it, only to minimize what might get leaked if there were ever a problem. And I think that's the biggest thing is Right, going in there, oh, this customer hasn't been here a while, we'll get rid of things that we don't need. We'll have their name around in case they call back. Yeah, we, you know, have you around, would you like to sign up? You know, and let them give you old stuff. Uh, New stuff, I mean, not old. Well, maybe old, (laughs) depending on if it's still valid, you know. Right. Go ahead, Nick. Yeah, I think uh, potentially some of that is there's always that hope they're going to come back. That's true, but after how long, though? Like, how long would you say as a a company would you say, all right, I don't think they're going to come back, so we're going to minimize it so that, yes, we'll keep their name in the database, so if they do come back, we can look them up and go, yes, uh, we have your name here, uh, and when you last used our service. Um, so I would say, I would say probably between three and six months minimum, max a year. Herbie, what say you? I honestly, it doesn't really bother me because there's been times like I'll give a great example. I've had a, you know, I had a, used to have a Yahoo email account that I just didn't use in years. And then one day I needed a test email for something. And so I thought of my Yahoo account. And sure enough, I could log into it without any problems. It was like I'd been using it all the time. Um, I did have to do like one verification thing, but, you know, it was ready for me to go. So I I think it depends on, there's, You know, I think it really could be user preference because sometimes you may think you're not going to, you may not need a company for years, but it's good to have your information on hand just in case. Um, You know, I think it really, I I don't think you can have a one size fits all because there are, you know, times, you know, at least for as long as you're not paying anything. I think the issue is more what do they do with the data, not them keeping the data. And I think those are two separate issues. You know, if they're because who if you're a company, why aren't you going to try to win your customers back? Why aren't you going to try to email them things and stuff like that and say, hey, remember, we're still around. Are you by any chance interested in this? But if they use the information, you know, to their own profit, you know, like several years down the road or whenever, you know, that to me is more of the issue. Right. You know, and that's why I, you know I like both sides. You know, I I, I can see both sides. That's why. Well, I'll give you I, an I example here. Talk about you know with how we do things at the mix. You know, we 
can look back at all, um, you know, all the applications that we have, and it comes in handy because occasionally I do get DJs. It's like, um, do I need to fill out an application? No, actually, because I have your stuff on file. I just need updated, blah 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 blah. So it can be a time saver, but we don't sell that information. No. You know what I mean. Yeah. But and we don't use it to contact them, you know, out of the blue and say, "Hey, are you thinking you're going to come back with the mix?" But we can say, you know, we can say, "Oh, you don't have to fill out, you know, form A and form B again. We just need parts of the form." And so that's where, if it's done in a responsible way for companies, then I personally don't have a problem with it. And like I said, came in handy for me with Yahoo. Yep, and, and I'm not in disagreement with you. I, I, and I honestly think that would be a good approach for some companies too. But I think you know you got to decide what what's going to work for you. I'm not going to say what should work. Um, but uh, you know, these breaches are really part part of the problem. Yeah, but I'm part of that could just that, be so. Correct? You know, here's the thing with, like... You know, here's the thing that's... What do you think is good for security or bad for security? Because we're getting into more and more cloud-based solutions, which means companies can handle... Or at least have the potential to handle a lot of their security off-site. And on the one hand, yeah, you have to trust a third-party agency. On the other hand, you could... It might be a lot easier for, like, say, a cloud-based security service to keep their security systems up to date as opposed to an actual company that has other priorities. And so is that, you know, could that be a much more better way to handle databases and stuff is really rely on actual security providers that can stay up to date more so than because that's what you're paying them to do. Right. Nick? That is a good point. Um, I hadn't really considered that, but yes, I think I could see that. So over 1.4 million identity theft reports were received, and a link to this is in the article according to the FTC. According to lawyers named in the article, identity theft will affect those of color. That probably doesn't surprise me for for, um, reasons that uh, are quite interesting during some of our Metro meetings. I write, this isn't necessarily surprising according to findings of police issues around the country. But this article is backed up by linked report, a uh, linked report to Malwarebytes as well, as uh, as well, which found the same thing. Now I don't understand why color would have anything to do with. I was wondering that myself. The identity theft problem itself. Uh, I was wondering that I'll myself. I'll let Herbie talk about that because he's done some history. 
the, I, I have my thoughts. I really, but without actually knowing where they're getting the information from, I really don't want to speculate. Um, Fair enough. Yeah. I understand. I'm not. I'm not putting you on the spot. I just figured, you know, no. as a as a you know someone who studied this a little, you know, history stuff a little more than some. But at the same time, you know, we've they've said, you know, all of these problems, the ticketing, the this, the that, is all ba- you know based on whether you're you know this race or that race. Like, well, if I violated the you know whatever you got ticketed for, I would expect to get ticketed too. I think that more people may be ticketed because they are doing things that they are getting caught for versus others, but I'm not here to speculate on that either. I just mention it just because I find it interesting that reports are that you know identity theft is based on color. Yeah, I'd like to know. I'd, re- I'd really like to know where they get it, why they. There is a link to the to the malware bytes thing, and I posted the article to the blog. If you get a chance to go up there and look, um, but I that was, I mean that was interesting. Quote James Lee, chief operating officer at the Identity Theft Resource Center, ITRC, a nonprofit that helps identity theft theft victims, told CyberScoop that he thinks the legislation is a step in the right direction toward protecting victims, end quote. He also states in the article that most of the identity theft is caused by breaches and he indicates that if you don't have the data, you can't lose it. This is why I don't rely on my database anymore, I write. By my business is ran through FreshBooks. We've talked about FreshBooks on my podcast many times before. They uh, FreshBooks, which allows for invoicing, payments, and if needed, time tracking. This is important as I can give someone a PayPal address and then I can use uh, that uh, payment notification and put it manually. Or, of course, they can charge a credit card through another provider like Stripe and I don't even have it. And that's better because if something were to happen where I were to make a mistake your credit card data doesn't get out there and and that is very important to to someone like me freshbooks integrates with many providers you can uh check my blog uh on freshbooks for more on its usage Now here's an interesting quote, which I really question, and it says, a lot of times the data that gets 
leaked by their by these threat actors is uh, data that executives didn't realize they even had. Said Orm. I can believe it. Cause How you can, can they collect... not know they have it? They ask because for it. you can collect right? so much. Well, because you can collect so much information that you can easily lose track of what you have, what you don't have. Also, if these trolls are able to, you know, because there's a you've keep in mind when you're dealing with a big company, you've got executives. They're not part of like say your IT department. So. You know, I think we need to keep in mind that, you know, when in a company, in a big company especially, you're going to have people that may not, they may know how it works. Like, they may know that they do data mining, but they may not fully know for various reasons what all is involved, what they keep, what they don't keep, you know, and I think we need to remember that you've got many facets to these companies and... Not all hands are going to be completely knowing what the others are doing. So, you know, I think that you can just have a situation where you've got so much data that, you know, they may genuinely... That doesn't mean they don't know that stuff is happening. They just may not genuinely fully appreciate how much is kept. If that makes sense. It does, Nick. I I asked the question, how can executives not know what data they have, which Herbie pretty much answered, which makes complete sense. It does, it does, and I could understand that as well. But I also wonder if being the mild cynic that I am, that part of that is a CYA move. You know, that they expect to just claim that and just, I don't know, somehow be let off the hook. I mean, I know it doesn't work that way, but maybe in their eyes, in the eyes of public opinion... Oh, we don't know. Oh, and I'm getting a call. <laughs> and it's playing the the sports theme song. You know, I wrote in my notes that, you know, when my father was alive, he created said database I mentioned above. And it asked for name, address, credit card info, bank info, SSN, and uh, possibly others. I haven't looked at the thing, and I found an HTML copy of that thing. I don't know where the spreadsheet went. But I, I honestly questioned it, because the business really only needs name, credit card info, and possibly uh, the billing address. It really doesn't need other info, yet companies continue to ask for it, including jobs where you may gain employment. If you don't get the job, I I write, what happens to data that was collected during the application process? 
while this apparently is new, let's discuss if this is going to have some teeth. Whether California enacts a different version or whether the one linked has the support it needs to pass. Of course, there's more in the article. I don't know. I think it might be a step in the right direction. But I, I don't ha- I don't have any way to know for sure. But I don't even collect that data anymore. You know, I never asked... You know, when Herbie became a customer of mine, as an example, I never asked Herbie for, you know, SSN and bank address and bank phone number and things that I don't feel I absolutely need. I don't no. need all of that data to perform, you know, a, a transaction. <laughs> if there's a dispute, the company's going to contact me and either I'll work with the customer or I'll work with the company. I'm not going to call the bank. Why am I going to call your bank? No, it just seems strange to me. I never really understood why he did that. Well, you're a small business, and that's not the same as a big business. You know, you can deal with more things like PayPal and stuff like that, and so. But is it necessary for for someone to hold on to a social security number? Uh, as as you know, it doesn't hold anything to do business to charge a credit card. And all these companies ask for your social security number even before you sign up. You know, even your major telephone companies. Well, company. The reason Is why it, company. So the reason why companies ask ask for your social security number is because of things like credit checks. But once the credit check is done, then you don't need it. Um, I think the reason why, and I could be mistaken, the reason why they still keep, because they're also contributing to your credit history. Um, when it comes to things like bills and stuff, so that could be a factor. Okay. That's a fair enough so, assessment. Um, so if they are, then it needs to be. So I, you know, as long as you're a customer, at least I, you know, I think that does make sense. Now maybe, but you know, afterwards, but after you, I mean, let's say you leave. Let's say you leave AT and T and you go over to, you know, Verizon. You know, does a, is it you know AT and T still has all that information on you anyway? I don't know unless it speeds there, up the there's process. No I don't. That we know yep. of. And I'll be right back. So that's that's what I question in all of this. And if anyone has thoughts, and and I'm not, there is no wrong answers on this program. It's it's here to discuss. It's not, you know, we're not gonna say you're wrong or you're not we're not going to say we're not going to you know discourage you 
on this program. You know, Herbie has some great thoughts, and they are kind of cool. So, I don't have any hard feelings toward, you know, having a logical reason, and that's why I thought this would be good to talk to, talk, talk about. And we do have uh, one more topic, which probably would be, which which, which is interesting among, amongst itself in regards to scammy call centers. Uh, but I think what we ought to do is um, we will go ahead and take a song break and allow people to uh, uh, take a breath unless Nick uh, came back from his call and he wants to comment on anything that we've mentioned so far that he wants to talk about before I push some buttons. Well, I think Herbie had a very good point that I hadn't even considered about the credit checks uh, because I realized, oh, yes. I mean, I've been through those with other companies and, yeah, it should have occurred to me, but yes, he's right. But... But what about, like, let's say you leave the company and you go somewhere else. Well, then I'm actually going to have to agree with him again because there's still that history that... Actually, never mind. You're right. Good point. I mean, okay, if you came back... That's one thing. But after so long of you not being there, why should they hold on to that data? And I think that's what this legislation is trying to solve, right? I find the article interesting, and I don't know which way it's going to go, but it, it's definitely a very interesting discussion. If you would like to contact me and you're listening to this either via the podcast or the Friday replay, send an email or an iMessage to J-A-R-E-D-R-I-M-E-R at 986themix.com text or WhatsApp 804-442-6975 and when we come back after our song break we are going to go ahead and tackle our next topic dealing with scammy call centers. Here is Howard Fair from the 2010 album Journey's End with Stained Glass Reflection on the security box on 98.6 The Mix's independent artist channel. 
98.6 The Mix and the Independent Artist Channel. Clouds by Graham Lynch from the 2012 album Sound Sketches. It's that's a 24-track album, and I don't think I've played that album in full. Maybe I'll have to do something about that. That's they are short pieces, and it's definitely an interesting album. And Howard Fair and Stained Glass Reflection. The album is Journey End, and it is a 2010 album. Let's get Clubhouse back on the air. Clubhouse, you should be back on the air. I just happen to be muted, so now I should be, though. I hopefully am being heard. You are. Oh, good. Well, how about this second one, Nick? Scammy call centers get taken down. I know it's probably not going to solve it all. There's probably going to be new ones popping up, but I found this one interesting. I, I still think it's great news, and I think we'll still get a little relief because obviously they've still got to set them up again and make everything work. It's, so it's going to buy them time, like when, like when. Um, so Dino Kibi was taken down, and then they rebranded to Our Evil, and then it, you know, oh, it right. took them time to reset things up. It, it's it's a respite, if we will, and, and that's yes. always a good thing. Yes. Yeah, I wonder. The article you know, this time also comes from CyberScoop and is titled Interpol. Raids hundreds of scammy call centers in sweep, which people should read. I really think you should, because even if it is for a short period of time, while they, you know, redo, unless they they actually got arrested, will be charged with something. Which I, it didn't seem like they were. They just, it seems like they shut them all down. But I, I could be wrong. The first paragraph has information which is quite interesting among itself. It says, quote, a worldwide sweep of more than 1,770 call centers suspected of telecommunications and email scams resulted in the arrest of 2,000 suspected scammers, money launderers, Interpol announced Wednesday. Although my email over at jaredreimer.net has been inundated with so much spam. I mean, I do get my Bandcamp emails and others, but I've seen so much spam recently that I don't think it's evaded at all. Wow. Yes. 
I mean, I get some, and some of it's quite weird spam, and of course it has attachments, lovely, and it's always weird, I don't know if they're supposed to be images, I think they're porn spam, maybe, or sex spam, or that kind of stuff, but no, I haven't I actually seen got a lot a of those. couple just today, just looking at them, they're tr- your traditional spam, and they're telling you whatever they're telling you, and they tell you to click on these links to read more about whatever it is that they're touting. Yeah. And of I look course. at these domains and I'm like, uh huh. It's like .za.com or .ru. Something. It's like, um, no. Why am I gonna go to a Russian website? <laughs> no. No. According to the second paragraph, 76 countries were involved and over 50 million in stolen funds were recovered. Well, that's nice. Uh, The operation was called First Light 2022. All right, not a sexy name for an operation, but... It cracked down on social engineering scams, which include, but are not limited to, the romance scams, employment scams, BEC scams, and probably others. The article talks about some of these, and linked material may also be found about these. Some other disturbing things were found in this sweep, too. One paragraph indicates, quote, Interpol investigators noticed some dark trends in the sweep. Victims aided by the operation included a teenager in Singapore who had been tricked (coughs) into pretending to be kidnapped and wounded so his parents paid a ransom. Other trends that investigators observed included uh, ties between the scams and human trafficking. And there's plenty to read, including linked material. So this is definitely something to talk about in the good news department, since good news, I write, is so hard to find I didn't I could have I could have you know taken more from the article but I think this is pretty much the basics of of what I think Nick would probably write too Yes you covered the highlights so um I know it's not a long not as long as the first topic which I really thought but I think I did a good job with that too because I took highlights of that. Yeah. I didn't, you know, we're not reading the entire article. Let's make that very clear. Mm-hmm. I feel bad for that poor teenager, though. I mean, he he was, you know, coerced into pretending he was kidnapped to have, you know, money sent to them. I mean, that's. 
yeah, that that is awful. Ugh. I mean, it's the same thing though with scams that. I mean, they can technically hit everyone, but some of those quote unquote work from home jobs that sometimes seniors tend to go for, where they turn out to be um, money laundering. I mean, yeah. So they're... I'll tell you a good. I'll tell you a good one. Speaking of job scams. Yeah, go so for it. So I was using either Thunderbird or some other program, and I put the search. Uh, you know, into you know, into my RSS, you know, uh, into RSS. Mm-hmm. And I would be looking at the at the job things, and they wanted a technical support specialist. Uh-oh. At one company, I don't remember the name of the company. This was many years ago. Mm-hmm. And so I I clicked through and I, and I, I read the thing. And I'm like, oh, okay, you know they. I think I I uh, I can do this. So they called me up and they said, "Well, you need to you know do this, and then you need to um, do that, uh, and then afterward we're gonna send you an email with with a link to more to more information." I'm like, "Okay, whatever, right?" Yeah. Long story short is that this company wanted me to pay $2,000. What? So I called them back and I said, yes, uh, I have a question for you guys. Uh, On the page that you guys sent me, you're asking me to send you $2,000. Um, I I have the money. Well, actually, it was less than that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was less than that. But for round numbers, I'll say two thousand. But I remember what the number was. I said I've got the money, but that's practically all the money that I have. Are you sure that I'm supposed to be doing this? Because this doesn't sound right to me, and I want to make sure that I follow what I'm asked to do. Mm-hmm. Here's my number. You Call me back and let me know. They never called me. And I saw the same job pop up in the same job search filter I was using on the same RSS feed... sometime later wow they wanted actually $1,700 they wanted you to pay $1,700 which I had and I'm sure there was a a little more than that and I'm sure there was a certain way they wanted you to pay it too I don't remember now I don't remember. I, I think it, you're probably right, but I don't remember that much. I don't remember these, for sure. Well, I'm kind of not as popular now, but a lot of these people seem to like wire transfer and gift cards. It could have been a bank transfer for all I yes. remember. It probably was. But 
I called and I said, look, I, I want to make sure, you know, I'm, on, on a, I'm an applicant here and I, I want to make sure I understand this because I've never seen this before and I might have sent the job over to, one of, to my boss at the time. I don't remember, but I something just after I saw that I'm like ah, this doesn't feel right like I've been on they didn't really do a formal interview either they just like told, I think they asked me a few questions and then they said they would send me a link and and uh, I was to complete what the page asked for and I called them back. I'm like, what is this? I don't understand what this means. Because I've been on a lot of you know job interviews and I've never been asked this before. Is this really what I'm supposed to do? They had like two, two or three of the same job posts within days. Yeah, wow. Yeah. One of the things they tell you in, in when looking for jobs, never send the company money. The company's supposed to be paying you money after you apply. And they accept you. You are not supposed to be paying the money. They're supposed to have that money to, to pay you. I, I mean, I, I thought it was a little suspicious when they... I was like, reading the page, I was like, wait, you're asking for $1,700? But I think I think they ended up telling... I think it said that you get that back if you... Uh, if you do well or something, but... I don't remember all the details, but... Yeah, there are these odd. types of jobs being posted on job boards. You should know about it. Mm-hmm. One notification. MLB. Now. SF lineup card submitted. One. Jay Peterson. LF2. Uh, L. Gonzalez. RF3. W. Flores. 3B4. B. Belt. 1B5. Uh, D. D. H6. M. Yastrzemski. CS7. Yep. G. Estrada. SS8. T. Lostella. 2B9. So how about one, the... CP. Uh, 64. 2.84. Recent topic, Kirby, where <laughs> we are talking about... Yes, some of these, oh, um... this this is bad. This is bad. So, <clears throat> I was in the ACB club this morning, and uh, we had this guy on that started preaching stuff at us when he was allowed to talk. And you know what this guy's name was? Jimmy True. And you know? Oh no! Who that I think was? I've heard of him. I know yeah, who he is. I think you've heard of him too. By I a know different who name. He is. I know who he is. Ugh. Oh, By no. a different name. Yes. Yes, and he caused he caused a lot of problems to DJs who will remain nameless on this station. He is the reason why the Team Talk Mixes Team Talk server now has user name and password. 
I, Jimmy Truth, yes. I know Jimmy exactly Truth. who that is. Blech. So I did actually, though, let the powers... I didn't give, like, the full details, but I gave them a general summary of uh, the potential problems he could cause, so... So they are at least aware. So I did my part. But we know. But I wouldn't necessarily call him a like in the nature of the topic necessarily call him a scammer. But he has. He's a spammer. He's a spammer, not a scammer. Yeah, he's more of a spammer and a and a a, I would say more of a liar. But um, he probably should fall into the uh. Drag debt of the 2000 that were picked up for, you know, spammy calls and emails and all sorts of stuff because I I, I believe he he would be qualified to do such a thing. He's done anything illegal, so. Well, illegal. Well, actually, yes. Um, oh. Team talks are well. I, I, okay, I don't know if it's considered illegal or not, but he technically did bomb my team talk server because this is what I don't know how much of the whole story you know there Nick so this is what happened with our the mix's team talk so Ramon had come on and I really was getting uncomfortable with him he was already harassing one or two DJs mm-hmm. and I was really getting tired of him making comments about like how you know the devil you know my music was satanic and stuff like that right so and I felt and he was not I asked him to be respectful he was not so I was just finally to the point where I was banning him this is and this was it was not just that it was several things that had happened over a period of months with him harassing several DJs so it was not just that by itself Mm mhm so I banned him, so he decides to keep changing his IP and coming back, you know, whatever. I would have still left things alone, but then the next day, he comes on the Team Talk server and starts playing music at an extremely loud volume. Like, I, I, I've heard Zoom oh. bombers that are quieter than him. Gosh. So, you know, that is... He is guilty of disruptive behavior, and thankfully, you know, Team Talk has a volume control, so I could just turn it down and deal with it. But, you know, I again, I don't know if that's an actual illegal act, but nope. he is guilty. Uh, that That's why I had to react the way I did, because I couldn't mm. have him just doing that to us. You, you know what I mean? Right. Oh, yes, and we had uh, not somebody who blared the volume that loud, but we had one of those come into... A podcast here in the past, so oh yes, those are fun. So that was the only way to keep him, because otherwise he'll just keep changing his IP and you know disrespecting the band that we didn't want him on the server anymore. So right, that is what he is guilty of doing, and you know it was, and so it wasn't even the original reason that got him banned that caused us to do the username and password. It was his disruptive behavior that took place the next day. That um, was the reason for the change in policy, and so that's. And you know, when he came on there this morning, I alerted one of the moderators right off the bat that he is potential spam, and then I did actually let um, the person in charge of uh, the community, you know, I actually just let them know what my, you know, just kind of give them a brief story of 
what he tends to be about, you know, with his goal is to force Christianity on people, I feel like. And, um, you know, I mentioned the disruptive behavior when he was upset with us over our decision and, you know. But a bizarre strain of Christianity. I mean, because I remember I was just kind of yes browsing through his Twitter timeline and um, – it's been kind of a tradition for multiple DJs to do, you know, a Christmas in July thing. And I don't know where he got this whole thing about uh, July 25th is Satan's birthday or something like that. It's like, uh, right. Oh, boy. Whatever. Uh, yeah, sure. I didn't want to get, even get into all that, though, that. um, You know, I just focused on what type of behavior to expect from him so they could decide. What they want this might remind me this reminds me of like uh did you see um uh web of uh lies yet herbie on netflix because one of the episode three of the first season uh was talking about a lot of the past uh events you know all of the all of the um, people who are doing demonstrations and things, and how uh, all of that was uh, really set up online, and how one of them got killed by one of these guys, and there was actually a woman who was interviewed during this whole ordeal back in 2017, who they were trying to change her mind about you know what life is and. She was able to get out of it, and I assume she's doing okay now, but um, this guy kind of reminds me of, of episode three of uh, Web of Lies. It's a Netflix series. It was released on the 15th. Yep. Some crazy stuff out there. But I bring it up too because you know sometimes he's had this Jimmy you know emailing us saying that he's a friend of Ramon or whatever. But you know he that was definitely Ramon when Jimmy Truth spoke this morning. I recognized him right off the bat. So we now know that I am very so that confident in saying. I, and I, I, and I, I had I, questioned. Yes. So I'm very confident in that, saying that they are both one of the same person. So, and I question that when we were dealing with the issue, especially yeah. on a security standpoint, what do we do with the server? You know, well, is this person? Yeah, you know, we and we chose not to give them an account, and now after today, I think that was uh, definitely the right decision to make. So, wow. So I, I do believe I, they something told, and I remember discussing this with the way you they, by they, phone, they wrote I very similarly. It, I mean, so and the writing, yeah, guys. That's why I'm. That's why, if yeah, you want to talk about writing, these two, and I'm gonna say this loosely, these two wrote similarly. Yep. Well. Like I said, I'm convinced now that they are definitely for sure one and the same person. Oh, yeah, I didn't even get... I, I could, there's a lot more I could have gotten into. There was that whole situation with Kelly and him yelling at her with the whole request thing. Uh, oh, boy. So. Uh-huh. 
I won't go into it, but it was worse than that, some of it. I'm not surprised. I, I, I'm sure I, there's probably things I've forgotten or wanted to... Because, you know, he's old news now, but he surfaced on Clubhouse today, so I was like, ah, no, that's not good. Well, I'll tell you what, if he's going to start in a room like mine, I'll do what I did with the one before. I'll just hit the little block button on Club Deck. And uh, it seems yeah, to have done Yeah, but just something. keep in mind... So one thing to keep in mind, though, that blocking from somebody from a room, all that does is it blocks them from the room until that room is empty over. It does not... Um, that actually does not block them permanently. Right. Blocking them permanently is, is, is what you have to do from the uh, profile. Right. Wow. Talking about a security interesting problem. Yeah. But you can see why I did not want to go over that over the, on the air. Correct. No, no, I can see that. Speaking of... Uh, but it is inter- interesting because he did cause... It's interesting, but there's stuff I don't want to get. But I I don't want to get into all that on the air, you know. Especially in the case if he is listening, especially I definitely don't want to. But right, you know, some things I do want kept. No, I got you. I got you. But wow, internal for. Wow, that is something else. Yep, so um, I just thought but okay. I just wanted to tell you that I do believe that Jimmy Truth and Ramon Salazar are the same people, so that is um Wow. I have reason to believe that they are. Let's just we'll leave it at that. Yeah. I could not wow. say, you know, if, yeah, well indeed. He's gonna probably cause more security problems elsewhere and may those places have good uh, luck. Let's just put it this way, safe you know, A C B is very, very strict on the safe, respectful and welcoming aspect of their thing. So if he does tries to try to cause any trouble over there, it's not going to go well for him. Ah. And I just happen to be seeing notifications earlier, somebody started a room and uh, this was kind of an interesting topic. Their their room title, and I did think about popping in there, was, what are your thoughts on cybersecurity? Uh, that's a very... That's a huge Broad. topic. You're just... Yes. Yeah. My thoughts on cybersecurity is that there's not enough of it. <laughs> Look at all much. the breaches we have. <laughs> Good one. And that doesn't include the breaches we don't know about that weren't covered <sighs> or aren't covered or what have you. Wow, that's something else. I might have seen that room actually some days ago. Oh, oh really? 
I wonder if it, has, it might have a replay. Um, no, I think this is actually live, maybe now, because I saw that it was scheduled for today, actually during your show, starting at 11. Oh, that's right. It was it was today. Yeah, I did see that today. Fun, fun, fun. But what Clubhouse likes to do is it does like to link common interests, you know, that based on what people go to or start or whatever, so... Right. Yeah. And they're good at that, because I, I get rooms that I probably wouldn't have thought of because of me going into others, and so that, you know, it's... Uh, Wow. All right, what else do you guys want to yip about before I play some music and call this a show? Well, this was an interesting thing that I found, which was essentially the FBI warning of a threat on LinkedIn. And I clicked on that thinking that, you know, it was some maybe kind of terrorist attack that was being plotted on there. No. Uh, Essentially what's going on is the same kind of thing we've been seeing with the crypto scams and the crypto people. Computer stop. I gotta run, guys. Okay. And so they've just been warning that there are people who will pose as legitimate and they will connect with people on LinkedIn try to gain their trust in some cases and basically scam them into crypto. And there was one lady, I think, that they talked about who lost something like, I think, $230,000 to these people. Wow. So, yeah, the crypto scammers are not just here. That was really my point. They aren't. They aren't just here, and I think that is a very val- – and I wasn't implying for a minute when I was talking about the crypto scammers you know, and what we've seen here. I wasn't implying for one minute that they were just only here. Oh, I didn't think so. Of course so. they're going to try and fish their bait elsewhere. Yep. Sadly, in some cases, it has worked. Wow, $230,000. I think there was one that was actually even worse. That sounds like the old folks scam, right? Where they... They call them up and tell them to wire them a bunch of money, and then yeah, kind you know, of they'll is. ask for more for some reason. And before you know it, some old geezer somewhere just lost uh, twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars, if not and more. Is, and the bank probably shut down his account because <laughs> sometimes I think I've heard stories that they'll do that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
So what do you think about that uh, second topic? Um, a, a good start? Do we need to do, have a wider dragnet? Is this just a respite? Um, I'm leaning somewhere between it's a respite and a good start. If, if you have a sweep that involves 76 countries, that's pretty wide. I don't know that you really need to do much wider than that. I mean, it would be great if you could, but that's pretty darn wide. So, good start, but it's probably only a matter of time before they're back up and running again and we start getting all these car warranty calls and, you know, your computer has a virus and we'll fix it. You won't fix it because my computer's working just fine. And I did happen to get an interesting one, a PayPal spam, which was kind of like the Amazon, if you think about it. It's the same kind of structure, you know, in Amazon where you get those fake emails. You ordered iPhone 13, you know, click this link or call this number if that wasn't you. Well, this yeah. PayPal, yeah, this PayPal one I got was your order for Bitcoin is complete. And then it gave some phony confirmation number and some amount. It was like 240-something dollars. But what I found interesting, well, two things. One, the email address was not from PayPal. It was paypalhelp753 at, wait for it, Gmail. (laughs) 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 Number two, the phone number they wanted to call, they wanted me to call, was a New Mexico phone number. Which, to me, is odd since PayPal's... PayPal's a Nebraska... Is a Nebraska phone number, not a New Mexico phone number, just so people know where where they're located. Oh, good to know. Four zero two nine three five seven seven three three. Oh wow! Okay, good to know. And when you call them, it'll ask you. It says, "We recognize your phone number is this. Is this the number on your account?" And if you say yes then they start the lookup process and they'll go through verification with you. Oh, good to know. Episode 100, Nick. Uh, do you think this show would have gone to 100? Wow, I'm I'm kind of amazed, but that's really awesome, though. And it doesn't look like we're going anywhere. I don't think so. And as you probably have been seeing, I started blogging a little bit today. Yep. Trying to get caught up and figure out what we're going to do next. Ooh. Um... You had a few Should that I, go I think through some of the, some of what what's uh, marked and pick something out of that. I think we should, yeah. 
because, I mean, I'm feeling a lot better. I'll need some more. Notifications. So. Messages. Now. Aaron Ferguson. And the kitty is back. Clear. I don't know what the kitty needs to say, but... <laughs> well, that kitty seems to have a name. Aaron Ferguson. Yes, the kitty does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Screen lock. Oh, AT&T's texting me, telling me that they've made changes to the unlimited package. That sounds cool. Not that I call Latin America very much, but kind of cool. Okay. We're getting text messaged around here on, uh, Wait, on, on the security box. What's going on? You got a uh, text about what? AT&T is saying that our unlimited package now includes uh, uh, countries in Latin America. Well, uh, yeah, I feel the same way. Great, but I don't know anyone down there. And if I do, I don't call them. They're usually sending emails, so. And I'm not using my cell phone to call them because I... Oh, well, wait a minute. I could, in theory, because the international uh, system doesn't carry the caller ID over. I was told this by one of my international people, so I probably could get away with it. Although, is, it, is that actually the truth? Because I'm calling from a U.S.-based number. I know when he would call me, it was always unknown. Um, and that's because his number was uh, siphoned along the way to calling me. So I don't know exactly how that works. I think I better use something like Skype to call because I don't know what they're going to do. Yeah, I just was really curious and I did something quite stupid. I decided I think it would be really cool to call... The UK on my landline. <laughs> <laughs> You're better off using Skype at 2.3 cents a minute. <laughs> yeah, as opposed to 2 or $3 a minute. <laughs> Just saying. So I think it was. <laughs> it's funny because I think I actually got the bill during a show that one of our DJs was doing. And, I mean, I kind of knew what was going to happen, but I wanted to pretend to make it like a big scene. It's like, why is this bill so high? (laughs) (laughs) What else do you have in the landscape before I end the room, play some music, and um, call it a show? Um, well, you did mention a few interesting little, I think, what could be good side notes, um, stuff you posted today. Talk to me. Sure. So there was one about a banking Trojan that has resurfaced and is sadly making the rounds again. Causing more havoc, yes. Right. 
And unfortunately, that's an android Trojan. But that doesn't mean that it will stay android. True enough. They probably have thought of some way to get around Apple's security and... Yeah, we'll we'll be hearing about it on iPhones. We'll be, we'll be hearing about it. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm sure we will. Go ahead. Uh, what else caught your attention on my morning um, posting spree? See, so the a last pass and the passwordless authentication. That's something we've spoken about before. We did. I finally got a chance to post about it, though. Um, okay. Unfortunately, I haven't been feeling the greatest. Physically, I'm fine, but I've had but I've had some physical issues um, that right. are now uh, getting to somewhat manageable. So I did finally post that. We did talk about it. I finally posted it. Go check that out. And I'm going to actually see if I can get that implemented for my own account now that I am feeling a lot better. Oh, nice. And then this one I haven't read yet. It was working these top ten, working these ten fields. You may basically, you may not be as safe as you think. Yes. Uh, and I do want to cover that as a throwback Saturday night. Um segment just because of the fact that I can cover it in a way where it can be a discussion topic for their throwback Saturday night security hour. Oh, Um, yeah, good point. One of the things that that was interesting out of the whole ordeal was that that, that the hospitality industry was in both lists in this article... In the mm. ransomware, it was first, but in the you know worst places to be in, it was eighth. Wow. Now I'm surprised that it's first in terms of ransomware. Think about it, Nick. Where's all the data? What what did we just talk about in in um? In our first hour. Good point. But what my thought was, and granted, their security is definitely Lacks more the days enhanced. Full of best, which is which is why they are first in the ransomware department. Thank you very oh, much. Oh yes. But what I was thinking was, you know, number one, what they'd want to go for is the banks. No, because the banks don't. The banks have better security, and they're looking for things like that. Good point. Remember, they have to guard against millions and millions of dollars. And if you're like Bill Gates, and let's say you have... I mean, I don't know exactly what he has, but let's say for round numbers... He's in the billions, I think. No, but okay, he is... But let's say let's say that you didn't know that, right? And let's sure. say for round numbers that he's got six million dollars. Uh-huh. Let's just say he's got six million dollars. All right. Okay. Now, 
whether he has six million dollars or six billion dollars the bank has to has to know this and has to protect that so that if he goes to the ATM like I do and says I need a thousand dollars in cash although I've never withdrawn a thousand dollars in cash but in his case if he were to do that the bank has to know that out of the six million dollars that he can take that thousand dollars without having a problem because they've already authenticated with him with his card whether it's cards in the machine or it's one of those NFC cards yeah. and they know exactly how much he has true can you imagine if a bank got ransomed which bank oh. account would they take that money from first well that's that was the reason initially I was thinking about it. it's like you have so many options yes but if you look at the article the banking industry is not as safe as you think it is although it's not number one okay yeah I still have yet to read it to be honest alright so we've got a little bit of time do we not I think so alright um <coughs> Let's uh, come here, article. Here are the top 10 industries impacted in the, in the U.S. I've actually just I set this article I set these articles to post throughout the day, and I bet you I'm going to have more as as uh, I get the podcast out and and other things. But uh, mm -hmm. I pulled this up, so we might as well cover it for this program, and then yeah. um, I will cover it specifically for them. The top 10 impacted industries in the U.S. ISP slash MSP. So the, the, you know, your internet service provider or, or those that do um, security work. Right. Government or military at number two. Mm-hmm. Education research. That's what we do. We're educating, and we also have done research, um, yeah. depending on what we're doing. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I've been doing educating for years. Yes, I'm, I am a prime target. What is Menvi? Menvi is the music education yep. network for the visually impaired. It is education. Yep. Healthcare at number four in this list. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I was going the wrong way. Um, 
Communications is number five in this list. Finance banking is sixth. Oh, wow. Insurance legal is seventh. <coughs> Transportation is eighth. I better get Metro this article. Oh, yes. Utility is ninth. And a software vendor is tenth. I don't do software or utility work, but uh, I am in the education space, you would say. Yep. The most attacked... However, the article states, the most attacked industries... In the ransom are different. Healthcare facilities are targets based on the sheer volume of data and its importance. Mm -hmm. So here are the most attacked industries healthcare at number one. Okay. Government military. So that's number two in both. Yep. Software vendor is third. Two notifications. Heckle. Now. Edge can't lose his lip. Time sensitive. Not really. <laughs> Not really time sensitive. Heckle. Now. Edge can't lose his No, clear. because I know that she's just going to broadcast and start another one in 30 seconds. It's a very irritating habit she has. Luckily, I'm not... A good thing I decided not to go in software development. Yeah, good thing indeed. Like, I told my dad, like, programming's not for me, because if there's a mistake and somebody really wanted to wanted to uh, do something, I could get sued out of existence. That's not something I want to do. Nothing. Oh, yeah, you could. You could. Number four... Education research. Okay, probably the amount of data is what they are attracted to. They're looking for data. Uh Uh-huh, they're looking for data. Number five, um, finance banking. Ah, so it was at least on the list. Yes. 13 notifications, 13 notifications, sports. Number six. Insurance legal. Makes sense. Hardware vendor is number seven. Mm hmm. That's not in the list of the worst places to work. Manufacturing is number eight. That's not in the list of places. Uh, worst places to work. Oh, that's that's different. Yeah. Number nine. Communications. And number ten. Wait for it. That way. Transportation. Oh wow. Better get Metro involved in this. Yes, if it shows up on two lists. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It just posted to the blog within the last hour, so 
at the time of this uh, program's recording and uh, broadcasting on the mix. JaredTech.help and we will be posting more stuff um, so you can subscribe to the blog and uh, WordPress will email you when posts come out or unless you choose Digest and I do receive the Digest to make sure that everything is working so awesome yes uh are you surprised about this list? Um, what, what, what do you think? I know it caught your eye, and so... Uh, I am surprised that some of the things are as low as they are. I mean, banking, I thought... And yes, what you said is true. I thought that would be higher up. Yeah. Should have been. Oh, and let's see if that's a, hopefully a spammer. Come from. Oh, it's not. Shoot. It's not. It's not, unfortunately. Well, what I will do There you are. I was yep. going to say, what I was going to do was play a song to give you a chance to take that call, but you're back, so uh, go ahead. Yeah, well, I was, uh, yeah, just a very, very short call, so. <laughs> yeah, I'm already, I've already taken care of it. Like I said, I was, I was just surprised that some of the industries were lower on the list. In terms of yeah, me too. Being targets. But how are you gonna really adequately, um, you know, put these in a, in a real proper order? I mean, all of them have their own risks. Right. And I don't know. I think maybe to a small extent, some of that, you know, in terms of whether they're at greater risk or not, is maybe a bit subjective, but. And depending on where you were, what part of the country you're in, like that too. You know, are you are you in a big big metropolitan space? Like, remember what happened to the set? What happened to Bart when they got taken over by ransomware? Oh, and they they had geez. to open all of their gates. I think I do vaguely remember this. But yet, LA Metro, which owns, which runs a, a, a large area, it's a huge and, uh, area. And building you guys new run. rail, um, never got. I, I'm not gonna. Okay, let me correct this. As far as I am aware, was never targeted. Mm-hmm. But they targeted San Francisco. Which is unusual. Hmm. You think that they would want to target Los Angeles because Los Angeles is is a big metropolitan area it's a that huge covers. And it's got more. It's got more things and more icons and you know reasons to be targeted. 
Yes. I think I better get my Metro people involved in this. Uh, that might be a good idea. I believe one of them might be subscribed to the security box list. So what I will do is I will just post an email there and when they get to it, uh, they'll see it. Nice. But yeah, that that article that article was something else. Mm-hmm. When I was spotting things today. I'm like, ooh. This might be worth posting. Mm-hmm. What about getting texts from your bank? Yeah, or texts that you think are your bank. Oh, by the way, I told you about this yesterday. Mm-hmm. But how right was I? When I oh. read the article about Russia... Where the article title from CyberScoop is Mixed Results Per Russia's Aggressive Ukraine War. Oh, you were right on on that one. Experts say. Yeah, you were unfortunately spot on. And as us as in the in the field have to say, we don't know if and when, but it is possible. And yes. how many people did I tell before this article was even thought of? At least two, probably more. And how many believed me? That would be a nice zero. Those two, anyway. Particular individuals. All right. Uh, Thought I'd ask. Maybe you should go to those individuals and tell them about said article and say, so who's right? Yeah. Um, You know, should this happen, there may not be a clubhouse to get onto. Now again, I'm. This is speculative, and we really don't know. But it is something to think about. Yes. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, and that's reasonable. Okay. Uh, let's see. All right, we covered that as our topic. We talked co- covered that for our topic. Internet Explorer. Gotta put this in Podcast 100. Oh, yes. Gotta put this in. So, IE, its last life to breathe was on June 15th. But there are other 
applications and things that are told that you must get rid of, i.e. your old router, your 2.4 gigahertz phone, cordless phone, uh, your older iPhones and Androids that won't be receiving updates. Which, yeah, I think that'll be my 6S. And uh, your 6S will qualify come October, according to the article. Yeah. Thankfully, that's the oldest I have. Um, Used to have a 5S, thankfully not anymore. Well, my 5S is sitting in a drawer dead as a doornail. (laughs) Won't even come to life. I was actually trying to re-authenticate with my 11 and um, my 5S wouldn't come to life and so wow. uh, I had yeah I had to work with LastPass to turn off the Voice notification Heckle now that we bomb is live 420 let's get high time sensitive uh let's not let's get Heckle clear let's not screen lock unless you want to get high on information yet. Yeah, unless you want to get really high on security information, but... (laughs) Well, never mind the security information, Nick. What about the other tech information that's out there? You you ought to get high on that, too. Cool, yeah, you're right. (laughs) Let's see. All right, we covered this asshole, okay. Uh, Yeah, asshole with the yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, the Windows asshole of the podcast. And Windows Update, which we covered a little bit of. Mm-hmm. So all I'm going to say here is make sure if your computer is now telling you that it needs updates, that it's ready for you to install these updates, please do so because it is going to help you in the long run. It, it, yep. it is telling you because it knows what you have and it knows what you need, so treat it to one. Well said. And that's about it. Hopefully I'll mm-hmm. be posting some of this older stuff and... Uh, Maybe uh, some of it will will be talked about in the roundup. Um, but boy, yeah. quite a bit we covered here. Wow. What else? Uh, I can't really think of much else. Nothing much that I've seen. It'll be interesting. I know Cube Commando was talking about um, iOS um, pretty much becoming passwordless. Oh, now that I hadn't heard. I think I I saw I heard something about it, but it didn't 
it didn't really interest me because it didn't really seem like there wasn't much there, but I'd be interested what? to see how true that becomes. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, though, I do have to head out and step out for a second. Well, then, Lana, we head out of here. Thank you so much for coming on as usual. No problem. And I will go ahead and just end the room and we'll call it good. How's that? Works for me. The replay will be coming soon. The podcast will be coming soon. Thanks so much for coming on episode 100. No problem. And... This is going to conclude episode 100. I'm Jared Reimer. I will be putting a bunch of stuff up. So please check the blog at jaredtech.help. And you can subscribe to it. You can also subscribe to the security box at the security box dash subscribe at 986themix.com. And you can join us each and every Wednesday on the live taping of the security box by finding the security box room. And, uh, You can join the Jared Reimer Network. Search my blog at my uh, profile out at Jared Reimer. J R I M E R 2021. There's a link at jaredreimer.net. And, uh,. Play the title track. Of an album. Which is a 2011 album by Park Saint Trio. Called Good Night Daylight. As that's the way it kind of looks like out here for the moment. And uh, I will see you on another edition of the Security Box next week. Of course, we'll end with our track. Another one bites the dust. We'll see everybody next time.
we will play these tracks right after these messages. like to join us on the security box email list several of us will post articles several may comment on the articles and you're welcome to join us to talk about what interests you post articles join the discussion and maybe learn something that you might not have learned before the subscription process is fairly easy just send a blank email to you the security box dash subscribe at 986themix.com or find a link to the security box at 986themix.com under the list for social media. This service is part of 986themix's email list. Come join us today. Would you like to be a part of the live taping on Wednesdays? You're welcome to do so. The taping is on Clubhouse. For a link to my Clubhouse where you can follow me, please go to jaredreimer.net. That's J-A-R-E-D-R-I-M-E-R dot N-E-T. And under social media, you will find a link to my clubhouse profile please feel free to follow me there and you will be notified of the room's creation all times will be given in your local time and the rooms are on replay remember you can be that voice that can help out in this industry and we would love to have you learn share and or even listen if you'd like. Clubhouse is not associated with the Jared Reimer Network. It is a third-party application. For more information, please go to clubhouse.com.
Another one bust the dust. Hey, hey. Another one bust the dust. Hey.